Did you know that in Christ you have an indestructible life? That's fantastic news all the time, but it's especially encouraging when life gets hard or feels uncertain. Don't give up. Satan can't have you, the world can't overcome you, and the challenges you face can't stop you. In Christ, you're indestructible. and welcome back to Indestructible Life, a podcast where women discover the life Jesus is and treasure the life God's Word gives. I'm Emily Wickham, a wife and mom, plus an author and speaker. But most importantly, I'm a woman loved by God, just like you. So I'm excited to share with you today as we continue our study about the life of Joseph. And in our last episode, we took a look at Genesis 37 and we considered how Joseph was put into a place that he did not choose. And similarly, we often find ourselves in places we do not choose. So there were a lot of good lessons for us to learn from that portion of Joseph's story. And if you've missed that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. And today we're going to finish up Genesis 37 and also look at the beginning of Genesis 39. And specifically, we're going to take a look at Joseph being in an unknown place. I find such lessons for my own life and I'm just trusting you will also really connect with what we talk about today because this thought about being in an unknown place, it is truly powerful when we think about Joseph's example and how he responded. So let me go ahead and read God's word And uh, after I read the scripture, I'm going to pray and then I will start talking about God's word as the Holy Spirit gives me thoughts. Genesis 37, 28 through 36. Then there passed by Midianites merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit, and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph into Egypt. And Reuben returned unto the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, and he rent his clothes. And he returned unto his brethren and said, The child is not, and I, whither shall I go? And they took Joseph's coat and killed a kid of the goats and dipped the coat in the blood. And they sent the coat of many colors and they brought it to their father and said, This have we found. Know now whether it be thy son's coat or no. And he knew it and said, It is my son's coat. An evil beast hath devoured him. Joseph is without doubt rent in pieces." And Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, For I will go down into the grave unto my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. 
And the Midianites sold him into Egypt unto Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's and captain of the guard. Chapter 39, verses 1 through 6. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house, and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field." And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the power of your word. I pray as we continue taking a look at Joseph's story, that you would speak to each one of us right where we're at, and that In particular, you would show us how to respond in those unknown places we find ourselves in. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus, your son. Amen. We are picking up Joseph's story at this point where his brothers have discussed amongst themselves that it would be better for them to sell Joseph rather than killing him or, you know, leaving him in the pit. And so they sell him to these Ishmaelites who take him into Egypt. And so just like that, Joseph finds himself in a foreign land and no longer is he living in the house of his father who just loved him so deeply and and really uh, favored Joseph. We talked about that last time. He really um, looked at Joseph as his favorite child. And Joseph is now in a place where he's just with strangers. He doesn't know anyone. And his surroundings are foreign. The people are foreign. And it must have been so uncomfortable for him and frightening. He was 17 years old and he's taken away from his home and he's put in this unknown place. We see some things about Uh, the family. Before I look more closely at Joseph and his response, I just want to touch on Jacob and these brothers and what uh, takes place after Joseph has been sold to these Ishmaelites. So Joseph is taken away and by the way, these brothers sell him for 20 pieces of silver. And from the research I did, that was not a lot of money, even back in those days. And 
it really just communicates how little they thought of Joseph. He, he really wasn't worth much at all to them. His life didn't hold much value. And, and I can't help but think about just what we call the sanctity of life as Christians, as we think about life in a mother's womb and how precious that is, that, that God is our creator and he knits each and every one of us together in our mother's womb. And yet so little value is placed on human life in the world itself. And, you know, in a similar way, these brothers didn't really value their brother. They just sold him for this little bit of money and they were done with him. And then they, I believe, proceeded to make things worse because they had to come up with a lie about what had happened to Joseph. And so they killed an animal and they took the blood and they put it on Joseph's coat of many colors. And I am sure when Jacob formed this coat of many colors, when he lovingly put it together and fashioned it for Joseph, he never anticipated that one day this bright color of red would be splashed all over it. This blood would be upon this garment. And it just makes me so sad thinking about Jacob finding this this coat of many colors in the possession of his sons. They they bring it to him and, and they say, you know, we found this and is this Joseph's coat? Is does the, is this the coat that that belonged to your son? And and Jacob recognized this coat of many colors. How could he not recognize it? He made this coat and he put it on Joseph. And now it had red blood all over it and Jacob saw that and he was so stricken with grief and he said surely my son Joseph has been torn apart he's been rent in pieces and Jacob mourned deeply for days and days and family members tried to comfort him but he couldn't be comforted he was bereft he was just so sorrowful and distressed about his loss of Joseph. And I think for those of us who are parents, who are mothers, we can so much relate in the in just the thought of what it would be like to lose a child and and maybe you have lost a child. And so if that's you, just just please uh, know that the Lord knows what that's like. Our Heavenly Father gave His only beloved Son for you and me to die on the cross for our sins. And He knows, our Heavenly Father knows how that feels to lose a child. And and in our Father's case, it was His only beloved Son, His perfect Son. And so I, I believe God just wants you to receive His comfort again at this moment. He understands. He knows what that loss is like. And so back to Jacob. He's in this situation, this place of mourning, 
with, with the family trying to comfort him, to no avail. And then at the very end of Genesis 37, we learn that Joseph was purchased by Potiphar, who worked for the Pharaoh. Again, Joseph is in another new place, Egypt being the first new place, and, and now he's in a, in a home that's totally different from what he is accustomed to, totally different from the customs and uh, probably the language and just the interactions between the people because he's not a family member in this place. He's a slave. And Joseph, I think, had every reason to withdraw into himself and to become very depressed and downcast and just listless with sorrow. Uh, I'm sure he missed his father. He missed his home. He missed his land. And yet, we do not read any description of that sort concerning Joseph. Instead, we read about a young man. It, it's so admirable that this young man just did what he knew. Even though he was in an unknown place, he just picked up and he worked hard. He did those things he knew and he was, was met with great favor. And it, it, it came to a time where Potiphar just trusted everything to Joseph because God was blessing Potiphar's household on account of Joseph. And it just, it, it's really encouraging and inspiring to see Joseph's response in this unknown place. Like I said, he did what he knew and he worked hard. He behaved in such a godly manner and he, he worked on behalf of Potiphar's well-being. He didn't just sulk around and, and just, you know, focus on himself and, and just try to make everybody feel sorry for him and his bad luck in getting sold into slavery by his brothers. From what we know in scripture, he didn't talk with Potiphar and, and just cry his eyes out and say, you know, I've been sold by my brothers and my father would gladly come get me if you would just send a messenger to tell him. My father is, you know, well off and, and he will contribute to your household if you would just simply return me to mine. He, he didn't manipulate anything. He didn't lie about anything. He didn't focus on himself. He just did his best in this place, this foreign land, this foreign home. He did his very best and God blessed him and God blessed Potiphar. So I want us to take this lesson to heart. I want us to think about any type of unknown place we find ourselves in today. You know, I feel like 
I'm often <laughs> in that kind of place. I feel like I'm very needy and I'm constantly just telling the Lord, I don't know what to do and would you please help me? Just just please give me understanding because I don't understand all the details. But you know, that's another beautiful part of this. We don't even have to understand everything. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 tell us to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, but to just trust in the Lord, to lean on Him and to, to um, let's see, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. So as we think about those unknown places, I want to ask each of us, are we acknowledging God? Are we looking to Him? Or are we struggling and wrestling because we're trying so hard to figure things out and gain control of the situation that we just can't rest in God's goodness and trust Him that He's going to lead us step by step by step. And I think we can gain so much encouragement from Joseph's example. And I want us to really take heart from what this young man did. We're all at different stages of our lives. And, you know, God is so faithful because he doesn't just leave us alone. He didn't leave Joseph in this place. He was right with Joseph. And instead of Joseph just getting mad at God and forsaking God in his ways, I believe he leaned into God and he trusted God more fervently. So let's do that in our lives. I know it's hard. It it can be such a struggle to just release our situations into God's hands, but that is the very best place for every situation we face. I hope this message has truly been a blessing to you and we're going to pick up more of Joseph's story next time we come together. But I just am going to close us in prayer and if this message has blessed you, I just ask you to share it with a friend who can be blessed as well. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we are so encouraged by Joseph's example in this portion of his story. I pray for each of us who are in foreign places, places that we are just not familiar with, these unknown places. God, I pray we will trust you just as Joseph did, and that we will do our best to honor you and walk in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of Indestructible Life. And if you have been encouraged by the teaching, I hope you will share this podcast with your friends. I also invite you to leave a review and follow this podcast. And always remember, God loves you in Christ. You are indestructible.